Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. No read. All right, let's do this. Sharp Money, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. My guy. Absolutely love this guy. Author, of course, sports betting analyst here on VSIN for years. His name's Josh Applebaum. You can find him at Josh underscore inside. Just a great dude. Newly married. Just loving life. Uh, check out the two podcasts, the morning podcast, the afternoon podcast. And he says, hi. Hi, Josh. How are you? I'm doing great, Patrick. I'm all Dustin. Great to be with you. And maybe we can put out a Twitter poll right before the segment started. We were discussing the pros and cons of working from home, Patrick. So it's got a lot of great aspects to it. Sometimes you miss the camaraderie of work of being with a crew talking about sports. Uh, but I would say overall working from home remotely going to the studio every now and again, uh, it works for me. So what do you think, Patrick? Are you, do, would a, you agree? A, let's go around the horn here. It's a hot button topic because obviously as a world, we all went through the pandemic to, pandemic together and then on the other end of the pandemic there was all this conversation about everything was forever going to be remote and then there was a backslash to remote working excuse me a backlash amal to remote working where people are just like what the hell are we doing we need to be in the office and you know socializing with each other i think there is a happy medium like i think there is something you miss out when working remote of not being around and assimilating with your coworkers. i think that you know uh, fraternization is missed uh, but end of the day, as athletes say, working remote's the best. What are we talking about here, Shaw? <laughs> I, I don't think it's close. I would say it's 90-10 in favor of working remote. You mentioned uh, the camaraderie, but the reality of it is like for us, for example, there's three of us in the studio here. Uh, most places, at least for us, everybody just, they come in, you're like two ships passing in the night. You don't really see most people. <laughs> it's the reality of it. And I'll tell you, there's a couple other factors that I think are important from a business standpoint. Number one, it's just less uh, usage of automobiles, transportation, everything. People are at home. So for example, we start at noon Pacific time. Patrick, your commute might be between two to three seconds, depending on if your dog is in the way when you're walking. Other than nice. that, I mean... You, do, you want to save that time, right? Like I leave my house at about 1110, so it's 50 minutes there. And then on the way home, I'm not sure if I'm actually going to shoot somebody or if somebody's going to shoot me because everybody's annoyed in the uh, post-afternoon commute traffic. I mean, it's so outrageous with the F1 construction going on in this town. Oh, boy. And you talk about, the other thing is, think about from a real estate standpoint, you lived in New York City. The <laughs> amount of money people pay in real estate, how much cheaper it is to have people working from home. Little road rage tangent from a mall shop. Oh. Ain't no thing. Let's go to Dustin Sweetelson, who he he will be the interesting one here because he's a dude that likes to be around people, likes feedback, likes to interact. Where are you at, Sweetelson? Uh, if we're talking pandemic, where like there's nowhere for anywhere to go, the Pando. Honestly, that was the best time of my life. Like that was like <laughs> optimal for me. I got in the best shape of my life. All I did was like go for four hour walks and do cardio every day and work, and that's all you could do. That was the best thing. If we're just talking like working from home in the regular world, I'm torn because uh, working from home, I like the concept of not showering. Like I can just smell, it doesn't matter. I like the concept of not having to drive by restaurants on my ride home when I'm tired and possibly getting takeout, which is awful for you. Um, I like the convenience, just popping out of bed and doing what I need to do. But I have an issue where when I work from home, I don't stop working. Uh, 
I also hate Zoom calls uh, or whatever video chat you use. I despise them. They make me uncomfortable, and they they just like raise my blood pressure. And then finally, as a person who likes to be isolated, I also find if I'm isolated too much, I spiral into deep darkness. So I prefer in-person human interaction to thrive as a complete person. Josh, based on the length of Amal and Dustin's answer, it's almost like the two of them woke up and said, I hope Josh and Patrick ask us about remote versus going into work. Because they both were like, I'm so glad you asked. I thought about it a lot. We've had a lot built up since the pandemic, Patrick. Yeah, I'm glad we can get it off everyone's chest here today. No, but hold on a second. I'll give you a perfect example of why working remote is so much better. My day coming into look, we're lucky, right? We work three hours here, actual physical time here, but it's actually yep. a four and a half to five hour day. If I'm working remote, it is a three hour and 10 minute day. Amal, it's just to take a shower and get ready before you, the show. That's it. You work remote the last hour of this show every day. I have been, <laughs> wide, I have been wide awake since Patrick has returned. I know, but let's be fair. Let's be fair. Outside, and I'm not making light of it, outside of people dying from the virus and the pandemic, the Pando was lit. Like, gummies, (laughs) have a couple of cocktails, nobody was driving anywhere, just grind out the bonds. Like, I was having the time of my life. Anywho. Let's get to it. Good job, boys. I, I enjoyed that from all of us. Uh, let's go to the uh, Cleveland and Philly matchup tonight. Week three preseason. This is, well, week three for Cleveland and then a proper two for Philly. You got a quarterback battle with the Browns, so a little surprised to see him catching four here tonight, Josh. Yeah, a little bit surprising here. All steam guys has been on Philadelphia here. So, uh, you know, I'm going to go spoiler money line here play. I got them a little bit earlier with the Eagles around minus 180, getting a bit expensive now, closer to minus 200. But I'll give you two bets from a future standpoint and then give you the breakdown for tonight. If you're looking at a futures bet right now, the win total with the Cleveland Browns is nine and a half. It is juiced up minus 135 to the under at DraftKings. But I'm not a huge player prop guy, but I am holding a Nick Chubb over eight and a half rushing touchdowns uh, bet here, guys. To me, it's a good angle that I identity of the Browns has run the ball. The great, they have a great offensive line. Chubb is your number one running back rated from PFF. He gets a lot of goal line carries. They don't have a lot of depth behind him. So can he get you nine touchdowns? And he's averaged around nine and a half each season in his career. I like that bet. And then also with Philly, their win totals 11 and a half feels like an over, but it is juiced up a little under minus 115. My angle with Philly is minus 135 to win that division. Uh, Cowboys might give him a run for their money. Don't expect much of the commanders. G men could be competitive, but to me, that's a short price to back Philly to win their division in terms of tonight's uh, game guys I look at the preseason through the lens of trying to align uh, data with information based bets so what I'm talking about is number one data all line movement here has been toward Philly Philly opened as low as a minus two and a half home favorite some shops even at one point were like a minus one opener when I was doing morning bets pod this morning they were at minus three and a half so just from the morning to the early afternoon to now you've seen even further movement toward the Eagles now up to minus four they're juiced up like they may even flirt with a four and a half I think if you do like Cleveland hold out for the hook there uh, you have seen dogs do pretty well they're 10 and 7 ATS in the preseason but what I like about the Eagles is that Patrick they're not a huge public play today you would think if you know went to the Super Bowl you know almost won the Super Bowl Lost to Kansas City late. Uh, big team with a lot of hype. Yet for tonight's game, only 47% of bets are going with uh, the, the Philadelphia Eagles tonight. So that would classify as a contrarian play, a fade the trendy dog play. It's not a huge popular bet, but I'm surprised the Eagles aren't getting more love. So it's kind of like a bylaw opportunity. So basically a 50-50 or contrarian line move toward the Eagles. You also have uh, obviously this big steam in their direction, but here's the info-based part, guys. Joint practices. I think if you're betting these games, you got to know which teams have been battling in joint practices throughout the week, teams who haven't. And read about these joint practices. What I've read about with Cleveland and Philly is that Philly is dominating these practices. They have great great defense, great depth. You've actually heard Joel Batonio, uh, one of the offensive linemen for Cleveland, complain that Philly is, quote-unquote, taking cheap shots at Deshaun Watson. You're other, then you're hearing Philly say, we're just playing hard, and you know they can't block us. So a lot of depth. They've really dominated these these joint practices. You're not going to get Deshaun Watson tonight. You are going to see Thompson Robinson, who's maybe uh, could play a little bit tonight. But I'm going to bank on Mariota, a veteran, experienced quarterback here tonight, guys. Uh, and then also looking at the the depth here on defense and being able to run the ball with a good offensive line. So the joint practice info, the line movement toward Philly. This is a money line bet. I don't love laying this number now. 
Obviously, the juice is a little bit high, but I'm going Philly to win this game, and they're going to have a crazy crowd tonight. You know how those Philly fans get. They're going to pack this this uh, Lincoln Financial Field, even though it's only a preseason game. Okay, we gave our take, so we'll hold off. So Josh's money line with the Eagles. I want to get into your baseball play tonight because we also discussed this. You're with uh, <laughs> um, Dustin here. You're on the Dodgers laying a dollar forty-five at home against Burns and the Brewers tonight. Yeah, so I'm going to go with the Dodgers, as you mentioned, Patrick. And one thing, just to wrap up the you know discussion of work from home, my first job in the industry was at a company called Sports Insights in the North Shore of Boston. When I meant camaraderie, guys, what I loved about my first job in the industry, I worked there eight years, is that we would all, me and my boys, we were all in our early 20s, we'd show up to work, we'd look at the slate, we'd spend all of our shift trying to pick out the best bet, and then we'd all ride it together. So what I like about this one is that I feel like we're all riding the Dodgers Family. together, guys. We got we got Sweetelson, we got the whole, the whole team, Patrick. Patrick, you're on it. I'm all, if you're not, we're going to make you bet the Dodgers tonight. We're all going to sweat this thing together, but I like this steam toward the Dodgers. You saw the Dodgers open as low as a minus 135 home favorite. They've been steamed up to minus 145. As we're speaking, I'm seeing a couple of shops even go to minus 150. So consistent movement toward LA. They're 14 and one, the last 15, they've made some good moves at the deadline. Ahmed Rosario at shortstop, uh, Kike Hernandez, but Lance Lynn, his numbers overall aren't great. Nine and nine, 5.8 ERA, but he's been reborn here. Here since he's gone to LA, he's three and oh, area of 2.00. He's really pitched well. Uh, Dodgers, in particular, when you look at uh, as a home favorite, they're 40 and 18, 69%. They've raked against righties, 53 and 28. And when you look at a system match of a uh, short favorite, minus 150 or less with LA, they're 27 and 14, 66%. So this team is red hot. Lynn's been pitching great. I think it's a short number to back LA. So let's all round up and let's go sweat the Dodgers together. All right, we're on it as a family. What number did you get on that Dodgers game earlier? Uh, I got an earlier one, Patrick, minus 137, something like that. So let's get some CLV, too, even though that never guarantees a win. But you feel better (laughs) when you beat it, right? (laughs) Uh, Josh, you're the best. Okay, we love it. So Moneyline with the Eagles tonight. Do you you like that you said over 11.5 on the regular season win total? I like it, but I don't want to just bet based on my, you know, by my bias here, Patrick. It feels like a 12-win team, but I'm always scared off when like uh, the juice doesn't align with kind of what you're feeling. Like feels like an overplay to me, but yet uh, the under is minus 115, the over is minus 105. So again, I'll play them to win the division. Maybe they're getting a lot of hype here, but man, their defense, their depth uh, hurts going into another year here. To me, it's a team that uh, you like to win that division. Beautiful, Josh. Thank you. Two pods a day, 15 minutes to start your day. You know I do it for you, boy. Morning back to the afternoon pod as well. (laughs) At Josh underscore insights for everything. Gives out a few plays from there every once in a while as well. Josh Applebaum, the everything guide to sports betting. Go get it right now at Amazon. Thank you, Josh. Thanks, guys. Best part of work from home. Now we get to walk the dog, Patrick. (laughs) Okay, shout to Meadow. Apple bomb, no doubt. When we come back, we've got our college teams to delve into. We're gonna go Vandy. They're next. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret, like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge, or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notify, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Get the picks. Make sure you get them right now. We've been talking about the guides, the college football betting guide, which is the response has been crazy good, but also the NFL betting guide. Remember, we're going to update that. But when you sign up to get the guides, you get the picks as well. So all hosts, all guests, you're going to get picks every single day. We'll send them right to you. Do the work for you. It's 19 bucks for the first month, $199 through the Super Bowl. You get everything we offer. Easily sortable. So who's hot, who's not, tail fade. Top VEASAN experts leaderboard. So make Make sure you check them out. vcin.com slash subscribe. It's vcin.com slash subscribe. Thrilled to be joined by Howard Ben. Howard may not know this, but when we used to do our little radio show, he used to join us on Mad Dog Sports Radio, but he is now with Fantasy Alarm, which is awesome. He is a Fantasy Alarm uh, head of content, also a host over there, Better Sports Network host, also SiriusXM Fantasy Sports Radio. He's done it all, and he joins us now. Hi, Howard. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. Thank you so much for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure to get a chance to talk to you. And yes, I do remember from Mad Dog. <laughs> well, it's, it's a pleasure to see you again, Howard. We've got plenty to do. You know, it's interesting. We were having this conversation with a fantasy host yesterday. And, you know, since the regulation and the proliferation of sports betting has now become legalized, I don't know, what are we at? 33, 35 states. We'll eventually get there to 50. But the meshing of fantasy sports, and you work with a great friend of mine and Matt Deutsch, who had the brainchild at SiriusXM to come up with a fantasy channel years and years ago, which is wildly popular. But we've now kind of gone and morphed from fantasy to betting properly, and we've meshed the two. How do you dance that? Uh, it's actually it's one of the easiest dances in the world. I've been using uh, prop lines, betting lines, uh, you know, for for years. Um, when I go through like you know fantasy content, when you're looking at lineup decisions week to week, I've, I've always done that. I've you know if I'm deciding between two wide receivers, I'll go and I'll look at what the game total is. I'll go and I'll look at what each uh, individual receiver's prop total is for yards. And so you know utilizing that together with fantasy, um, I just wasn't able to talk about it really on the channel or anything like that because it was so it was such tab. Now it's like, you know, all of a sudden I'm like opening people's minds all of a sudden saying you've got to do like they go hand in hand with each other. I mean, you can bet without knowing fantasy, but in my opinion, you can't play fantasy without knowing certain things about betting. I love that breakdown, how you uh, talk about that. Can you just expand upon that a little bit in terms of why you feel one needs the other, but the other one doesn't necessarily need the other one? Well, I mean, if you're sitting there, if, you, if, you, if you're talking betting and you're breaking down the games and you're looking for, you know, whatever, if you want to pick against the spread or if you want to bet a player's props and, you, and you're and you looking at that, it doesn't matter what you're thinking about whether this guy's going to do well for fantasy. It doesn't matter that Aaron Rodgers is getting six points for a touchdown pass as opposed to four, uh, four points for a touchdown pass. But when I'm looking at, you know, the lines and I'm saying, okay, well, you know, the, the, this game total here is 49 and I can either use Aaron Rodgers or I can use Geno Smith and Aaron Rodgers game is 49 and Geno Smith's game is, is 42. You know, you, you sit there and you start to, to take a look at like game flow and, and what you think as far as, you know, the breakdown goes, it's the same thing for, for prop totals. If, if a running back uh, has a prop line of 72 yard rushing yards, and then you look at another, you know, let's say you look at a wide receiver because you want to put him into your flex spot. And that the, the, the prop total for the receiver is 92 and a half yards. I'm probably going to lean towards that wide receiver because I do believe that he, you know, that Vegas is telling me he's got a bigger chance to explode than this running back does. So, you know, setting your fantasy lineup is 
okay, and it's into, but it's independent from how you're actually going to bet a game. It's a great answer. Howard Bender, Fantasy Alarm, Better Sports Network host at Roto Buzz Guy on Twitter. Make sure you check him out. Let's have some fun with some of these teams. Traylon Burke suffered an LCL sprain, so he's going to miss a few weeks. Let's go Titans, because I know you're under that 7.5 posted total. Regular season wins, Howard. Uh, just quickly want to give you the numbers in division. Of course, the Jags are a $1.55 favorite. The Titans, your second betting favorite at 3.5 to 1. The Colts, 6-1, to and the Texans, 8-1. to Let's stick with the win total. You're going under the 7.5 here. I am. You know, I look at what the the win total is here for the Titans, and, you know, I look at what the team is. Now, in the Fantasy Alarm uh, Fantasy Football Draft Guide, I break down every team's offensive scheme, and I and we break down every team's offensive line. So while I don't like betting against Mike Vrabel, um, when I'm looking at teams to invest in for fantasy, you know, uh, you, you take certain things into consideration. But that offensive line for Tennessee is a hot mess. We saw it last year. We also saw Derrick Henry miss some time as well. So when you're sitting there trying to work behind that offensive line, maybe they've got a quick hook with Ryan Tannehill. Doesn't look like Will Levis is really all that ready. So, you know, even though the schedule puts them again, you know, they're in a weak division, the out-of-conference schedule puts them against the NFC South, which is also a fairly weak division when i look at all of that and i look at the tennessee titans schedule knowing the pass rushes that they are going to end up facing i'm erring on the side of caution and saying you know what listen i don't know if derrick henry's going to be available all year i don't know what they're going to do with their quarterback situation all year so you know give me the under on the uh, on the titans there and i think that it's a, a you know a pretty safe bet i mean vegas is basically saying when you look at the you know to win the division that this is the jaguars division here I'm not going to just hand it to them, but I'm being told basically that Tennessee is really no more than, you know, a seven win team. Patrick, Patrick, I love this play by Howard. I just don't think this team's particularly strong. We've talked about this at length. I agree. Howard, want to go to one that's intriguing to me, the Falcons you have to win the South. Uh, just tell me a little bit about why you like this team and how you think the season plays out for them. Wow, this is this is like uh, like the, the Falcons is like the movie Mission Impossible. Everybody just looks at the Falcons and all they remember is that catastrophe in the Super Bowl and crumbling to the Patriots. Now you've got this team that you know, Arthur Smith is in there. And listen, I wish I loved anything as much as Arthur Smith loves to run the football. So <laughs> Bijan Robinson, Tyler Algier, uh, you know, he's got this great one-two punch with them. The Falcons spent the entire time in the offseason. If you look at their free agent acquisitions and their trades the falcons spent the entire time working on the offensive line and working on the defense so that they could go out and they could get Bijan robinson they could turn around and 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 you know build off the offensive line in the draft as well and suddenly you're looking at this team and it's super underrated um because what you've got is a legit passing game if desmond ritter doesn't work out okay fine we know who taylor heineke is we know he can sling the rock. So if you've got a ground game and an offensive line that's going to really help boost things, um, then that's going to open things up for the passing game. You're going to see Drake London and Kyle Pitts uh, do a lot better. So I, I look at the Falcons here as a team that nobody's really paying you know a whole lot of attention to, but they've got the opportunity. They've got this defense now where I could see them you know, turning around and, and, you know, low score, get that lead and then just sit there and try and chew up the clock constantly. Right. We know that running the football is a luxury of winning teams. So, you know, that if Arthur Smith grabs that lead, I don't care if it's a three point lead, a seven point lead, a 10 point lead, he's going to hand the ball off a ton. He's going to try and chew that clock up. So, I mean, I don't love this division at all. I mean, Carolina's rebuilding. Tampa Bay is in shambles. And uh, I'd hate to besmirch the name of Dennis, uh, Dennis Allen, but I just don't think he's a really good coach either. So I think the Saints are going to have some, some significant issues as well. So, you know, the Falcons at plus 215 to win this division, um, I'm totally in on this one. Besmirch away, Bender. Besmirch away. We're okay with it here. I, boy, the Falcon love them all. Hey, Howard, can you hang out for another segment? This is fun. Are you are you yeah, busy absolutely. or do you want to hang out? Okay, great. I'm here. The, 
the Falcon love is real. And I'll tell you what, the Arthur Smith love is real. Like, people really respect this guy. Amal, who's the play-by-play voice we had on that said he's one of the smartest guys he's come across? Remember? Yeah, yeah, Wes uh, from the ACC. West Durham. Durham. To West Durham, thank West you. Durham. We had West Durham on, Howard. I'm sure you know the name. Mm-hmm. SEC does the he's the voice of the Falcons as well. He just loves Smith. And Smith's starting to show I think he was on with McAfee. He's shown a little bit more personality. He does his own thing. He was a very good play caller with the Titans for a year and then got that head coaching job. Nobody knew anything about him. But you're right, he's a little old school with that approach to running the game, running the ball. Yeah, I think he's just got he's got a lot to offer, and we've seen that. You know, we've seen you know in in an era where everybody is so pass happy, uh, it really it just it makes sense. And what Arthur Smith, what we've seen from him back dating back to Tennessee, is that he knows how to get the most out of his players, and so he knows how to build the team. And he looked at the Falcons, and like I said in the off season, he knew exactly what he wanted to do. I actually won a ticket. I said the Falcons were going to take Bijan Robinson at eight, um, and I was sitting there and it was like it was plus six thousand uh one week and then all of a sudden two weeks later it was plus three thousand i was like somebody knows something and i'm looking at all these signings that happened just after they traded for uh, jeffrey akuda uh with detroit and i was like this is what arthur smith wants to do he wants his bell cow running back and while he does like and respect tyler algier the passing aspect of it of Bijan robinson's game is exactly what arthur smith wants Howard Bender, we continue. Player props, better sports now. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, it's VSIN, the sports betting network. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, I'm Patrick Maher. Thrilled to be joined by Aaron Murray, of course, ESPN and SiriusXM college football analyst. You can find Aaron, a four year starter over at Georgia NFL. You can find Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Murray 11. And as we say hi to Aaron, speaking of Twitter, it's got a great feed. And I love what you did here when talking about the hi, Aaron. Nice to, nice to talk to you. I love what you did here with your snaps podcast and everything talking about the SEC quarterback list. So let's start there. If you told me that Jaden Daniels, when I saw him at Arizona State, was going to be the best quarterback in the SEC one day, I would have called you a liar. But here we are. He's number one on your list. Yeah, well, first off, happy afternoon to, to you guys as well. Um, and it just shows you two things. One, how much he has progressed. And I was fortunate enough to, to cover their spring game a few months back and uh, get to see him practice and get to see him playing the game and just see how much he's improved as a passer. We all know he's a dynamic runner, but throwing the football, their goals this offseason, talking with the staff, were to really put him in un- uncomfortable situations. You know, I remember as a quarterback, you would kind of get – this script ahead of time, and you go through it with the coaches, and you want a script for success. You know, call plays that you feel really good about, and you out there and execute against your defense, and the offense looks awesome. Well, they wanted to put him in, in situations where he had to essentially be forced to push the ball down the field, plays that maybe he didn't feel comfortable with, or where they felt like the offense could be based on the skill at the receiving position, and he just kept getting better and better and better and more comfortable, and all of a sudden you started to see more complete quarterback. So, in between the weapons, a, a, an offensive line that I think is going to be pretty darn good this year with those two freshman tackles, now sophomores, um, elite receivers, a great tight end, and Taylor. I think you have an opportunity to see a quarterback really dominate um, and have a great season. And so that's first off. Second off, um, obviously we lost some really good quarterbacks this past season uh, at, a, at a number of schools. So you do see some youth in the SEC a little bit this season. Some guys that, that are making their, their first start, some guys that are only in their second year. So I think a guy that's played a lot of football and, and Jaden also comes in with that experience factor that helps out as well. Aaron, you mentioned the quarterback. You played the position at Georgia. Tell me about the invaluable asset of having an experienced quarterback. When I look in the Pac-12, I see Penix, I see Bo Nix, Caleb Williams, Cam Rising, all experienced guys who have had great success at the collegiate level. Now you look in the SEC, outside of Daniels and Jefferson, I I know Leary started as well, but it seems like there's a lot of uh, void of experience there. How much of an impact does that have on a team maybe the first month or six weeks of the season? I think it's it's critical in in situational football. It's a third down, red zone, uh, especially two-minute drives, end of half, end of games. I think that's when you see youth come 
to show its its its, uh, its ugly face. I think that's when you start to see um, you know issues with clock management, turnovers, final you know finishing off a game in crunch time. All that plays a big role, especially if you're on the road and and you know some of the most hostile environments in America. So I know these coaches are probably drilling two minute drive over and over in, in fall camp and drilling third down situational football with crowd noise. All that plays a major factor in the SEC. And, and, and honestly, I mean, you keep hitting on it, but you look at you look at this league, and it is filled with a bunch of young quarterbacks or guys that are you know even transferred in. Guys like you know Payne Thorne who were transferred in, Graham Mertz who transferred in. So you're learning your teammates, you're learning the offense, you're learning your footwork, you're learning um, the timing and the communication of the offensive line. There's a lot that goes into it, and these guys aren't professionals. You know, yeah, they had spring ball, and, and you hope they, they took advantage of summer, but they got class. There is a 20-hour rule. They're not in the facility from 7 a.m. to 7 o'clock at night. So uh, you do lose uh, those extra reps, once again, in those situational um, you know, aspects of the game that, that could hurt these teams on the line. Aaron Murray joining us here, Sharp Money. We're talking SEC. We're talking quarterbacks. You've got Joe Milton dead center right there at seven in the SEC. That's the question for Tennessee, Aaron, right? Because Heupel is great with quarterbacks. We know the arm that Milton has. What are your expectations? I think he's a hell of a quarterback. I, I actually covered him a couple times last year and, and sitting down with the staff and even talking with Hennon Hooker about Joe Milton and, and, and listening to Hendon talk about how much he's grown as a student of the game, how much he's matured as a quarterback, and and then seeing him go out there and play and, and, and make the throws that he makes, especially that game versus Clemson was like, wow, like I, I, I can see it. Um, is he going to be perfect? Is he going to you know learn to, to throw the ball with more touch? Hopefully a little bit more. He's not going to be uh, – he's, he's far from perfect. But the tools are there. The weapons are there. You know, they return. You know, I knew they lose their, their, their top receiver, but, um, you know, Squirrel White and, and, and the guy from Oregon just absolutely kicking butt the transfer as well. They got a pretty good offensive line, and you mentioned the, the, just the offense in general is very quarterback friendly. I think it's an opportunity to, to, you know, put up monster stats. But, you know, part of that is being part of that offense. That offense dictates and gives you the ability to, to take advantage of defenses to use the entire width of the field, to push the ball vertically down the field. So uh, I think year three in the system for him, once again, what he did learning last year, the past two years from Hendon Hooker, uh, maturing as a quarterback, knowing the system a little bit more, uh, I, I'm, I'm super excited about him, man. I'm, I'm really high. I think he could jump easily into the top two, top three quarterbacks in the SEC if we do see you know, massive improvements when it comes to just being able to layer the ball down the field instead of just, you know, essentially using a howitzer every time he throws the football. Aaron, when you look in the SEC East, which team outside of Georgia could be the one that, if let's say Beck and Vandergriff are not the guys and things went sideways, but which team could potentially be a challenger at least or emerge from that division outside of uh, Georgia? Well, obviously Tennessee, and in Tennessee it's, it's in, in Knoxville, end of the season, so that's going to be always a challenge going up there. I like Kentucky, though. I do. I mean, by, Coach Stoops is a hell of a coach, uh, Mark Stoops there, and, and kind of the program he's built. And you go back, and, and I was watching some film this week of Devin Larry from a couple of years ago to NC State, and, you know, my, my rankings list, I have him, I think, at three. And I just really love his game. I love, I love just the rhythm in which he plays. I love the arm strength, the anticipation, the accuracy. Um, obviously, injuries and some, some issues with guys around him last year really – hurt his ability to duplicate that season once again. But you look at Kentucky, and they return a a pretty darn good receiving core. They did a great job going into the portal, getting a running back. The offensive line has to be better from what they were last year. I mean, it was abysmal watching them try to to protect Will Levis. Um, But you know the way that they've been able to produce offensive lines in in years past. You know, I kind of have faith that Stoops will get that that unit right. So I, I do think Kentucky's a team that if, if, if you do see Leary get back to what he was doing and what he's capable of doing from two years ago, you know, they could surprise some teams and, and, and possibly sneak a win in here or there where you're not anticipating they do so. ESPN, Sirius XM, Aaron Murray joins us. College football analyst does a great job. So I went to South Carolina. I'm selfishly asking you about the team and Spencer Rattler. 
Aaron, he didn't have an offensive line last year. He was running for his life. I was impressed with what he came up with. They were surprised he returned and happy he returned. Where are you on Rattler, the quarterback, and South Carolina, the team? Yeah, I mean, you saw a quarterback mature a lot last season. And I had them, I had them like the fourth or fifth week of the season. And I remember sitting down with Beamer and even Rattler talking about the, just the differences. I mean, you talk about going from an offense under Lincoln Riley in Oklahoma to then going to the offense at, at, at South Carolina, it was essentially learning a new language. I mean, completely different from the footwork to the terminology. And you can kind of see that. Like the first, I would say, maybe even half of the season, uh, just his feet were off, his eyes were off, he was late on his reads, and then he was forcing the ball. You know, a lot of times he also didn't have great help from the receivers yet, so they had some drop issues towards the middle of the season. Um, but then all of a sudden, towards the end of the season, you start to see him get the rhythm. His feet were in sync with his with, you know, with his eyes. He was throwing the ball with more anticipation. He was getting the ball out on time. So you, you saw that progress, and I know they're getting a new OC this year, but you know, talking with Beamer at SEC Media Days, uh, the, the terminology is going to stay the same. The concepts are going to stay the same. You know, they really want to make it so he didn't have to, once again, learn a new offense and everything that goes along with that. So I do think you'll see a quarterback who – um, is 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 more comfortable in the in the system, more comfortable with his teammates. You know, it does hurt that he loses his running back. It hurts that he loses you know Jaheim Bell to Florida State. But you know, they got some weapons. I know they're excited about that that five star recruit. That's a, a freakish athlete. Um, but I, I I I think he's ready to have a monster season. There's no question in, in most people's minds in the SEC that Rattler has everything that you want as a quarterback. It's, it's, it's one thing that's just quarterbacking one-on-one. If your feet are off and your eyes are off, unless you're Aaron Rodgers, man, it is hard. It is super, super hard to then save yourself and be able to make plays in this league. Aaron, we got about a minute. Uh, how much of an impact does Bobby Petrino have on Connor Wegman and the A&M offense? Hopefully, you know, better than 21 points per game like they had last year. Uh, you, know, you look at the skill on that offense, and I, I, I'm, I'm, I love what I saw with Wegman towards the end of the season. They got some elite receivers on the outside. Love what they're doing there with Anais and Evan Stewart. So I think you add some creativity, um, being able to, to force the defense to communicate, um, just evolve the offense, man. It's hard to evolve, you know, as, as a head coach. If you're a play caller, too, there's just not enough hours in the day. Only a few guys can do that. So I'm happy Jimbo's hopefully taking a step back and let this offense evolve. But Wegman has a lot of talent. He's got a lot of talent around him. I'm hoping this A&M team you know, improves by at least maybe even a touchdown points per game this year. I think they're capable of doing that. Check out Aaron Murray, ESPN, SiriusXM, college football analyst. You can see him on Twitter as well, at AaronMurray11. You want to check out that list. SEC quarterbacks and also check out the podcast snaps podcast. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Have a great one. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Graham Mertz at the bottom of the SEC quarterback. <laughs> I, list. I would Poor not Graham Mertz. No, I would not have had him 14th. Here he goes. I'll play your game. Where would you have had him? Probably 28th. Yeah. If you didn't see that coming, <laughs> you just haven't been paying attention. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Telegraphed what to tell like Graham Mertz. Pass. I mean, yeah, that's exactly right. It's like there you Babe go. Ruth pointing <laughs> to right center. <laughs>
Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary. Indulge your senses and supports a greener tomorrow. Plus, when you purchase the natural hybrid, you're also helping fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Since 2015, Lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's pretty freaking cool. Next Tuesday, August 22nd at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 on the West Coast, legendary sports better Billy Walters sat down with Brent Musburger for an exclusive interview, and the only place to see it is VSIN. Billy reveals his systems for betting the NFL. It's going to matter to you. Make sure you check that out. Also, share some unbelievable betting stories and gives details on Phil Mickelson's gambling, including trying to bet on an event he was playing in. Check out the two legends in the interview. Billy Walters, Brent Musburger, Tuesday, next Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, only on VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Chip Brown joins us. Horns 24-7, Texas Insider, of course, uh, a lot of hope and a lot of hype for Texas this year. 1027 ESPN, Austin host as well, at Chip Brown 24-7 on Twitter. We say hi to Chip. I, a recent headline by you, Chip, was how Steve Sarkeesian has changed most as a head coach. Outside looking in, we don't think much of him as a head coach. How has he changed there at Texas? Well, I think his whole life has become a, a cautionary tale that he now uses in his his connection to his players. And so, you know, one player was telling me that every time he talks, he, he feels like he's getting a life lesson. And so I think he's, he's more connected to his players. He said when he first got to Washington as, as a first-time head coach, it was all about winning and how do I squeeze everything out of – a player to, to help me win. And, you know, he, I think because a lot of what happened in his own life, he now realizes there's more to life. And, and I think he has said the more he pours into his players, you know, the more they're going to want to fight for him and for each other. Chip, when you look at the expectations and with the product that's put on the field for Texas, are they in line this season to what everybody that's, you know, bleeds, uh, obviously, burnt orange beliefs. Well, I think, I think Quinn Ewers is ready to take the, the Sarkeesian second-year step. And I think he can get the ball out, and I think he's got great receivers. The offensive line um, struggled at times. I mean, in complete games last year, the TCU game. You know, TCU's defense was good. It wasn't that good. Um, it wasn't hold Texas without a touchdown good. And the offensive line couldn't open any lanes for B. John Robinson and Roshan Johnson, and those guys are gone. Now, you know, I, they've got one of the best left tackles in football in Kelvin Banks, but the interior of that line is going to break in a new starter. Maybe an upgrade, five-star, um, 2022 signee, Devin Campbell. Uh, the nation's top interior offensive lineman in that recruiting cycle. So, you know, if that offensive line can open some holes in the running game, then yes, Texas is in line to compete for a conference championship and a possible college football playoff berth. Yeah, Chip, that was a damning game. As you brought up the TCU game, I, I, they had every reason to win that game last year. They just couldn't oh, get anything home? going offensively, right? It was, yeah, it was, at home? it was, it was, yeah, at home, like literally prime time, the lights were perfect, oh. the crowd was insane. That's a tough loss because they could not do anything offensively. Nothing. 
and it, it it's stunning. Like to this day, it's stunning. First and goal from the two. Bijan Robinson doesn't get a single touch. First and goal from the five. Bijan Robinson doesn't get a single touch, and they end up with three points out of those yep. two trips. And you know, it's, it, there were times where Sarkeesian struggled. I think because the running game wasn't, uh, or the offensive line wasn't totally reliable, um, and Sarkeesian would lose faith in the running game at times. Um, it really got them against Oklahoma State on the road when they lost uh, a uh, double-digit lead. They were up 31-17 and uh, ended up losing the game because he, he stopped running the football when they were averaging 6.5 a carry on the first drive of the fourth quarter and 11.5 a carry on the second drive in the fourth quarter. And you're, you know, he keeps keep throwing it with Quinn Ewers in a 20-mile-an-hour wind. Ewers slammed his finger in a car door that week. You're like... What is Sarkeesian doing? You know, hand hand the football. Who who's he listening to on the sideline? And I think, you know, he brings in Paul Chris, the former Wisconsin head coach. Like I, that happened, and I was like, okay, Sarkeesian gets it. He knows that he didn't run the football well enough, and and you know, power, short yardage, goal line, whatever you want to talk. And he's gone and gotten a power running guru to come in as a special assistant, and. And I'll give Sarkeesian credit for that. I mean, last year he had Gary Patterson helping with the defense. This year he's got, you know, Paul Christ and Joe D. Camillus, a 30-year, two-time Super Bowl-winning special teams coordinator, in as a special assistant. And you're going, okay, Sarkeesian's truly learned from Saban, probably has just enough of that Pete Carroll, you know, players coach working. Maybe he's the hybrid of both, the long-lost son of Nick Saban and Pete Carroll. Um, and, and that's what we're going to find out this year, because this is a no-excuses year. Chip, you mentioned uh, some of the pieces that they have on the offensive side of the ball, but I feel like Jatavion Sanders might be their best offensive talent, and that includes Worthy, Mitchell, and, of course, uh, yours as well. Are they going to make full use of this guy's talent? Because I don't know if there's anybody in the Big 12 that can match up with him. Yeah, and Sarkeesian loves him. And, you know, he caught 54 balls last year. Now, some of those were you know, quick screens and anything to get the ball in his hands in space, because you're right. I mean, he is a, he's a matchup nightmare. He's, he's, he's with all those tight ends who were power forwards, you know, Tony Gonzalez, insert tight end here. Uh, but that's who Jatavian Sanders is. I mean, this guy has ball skills. I mean, he catches seam routes with, you know, two guys' hands forming a wall in front of his face and, He's a contested catch guy. He's a tough guy. Um, and when you add A.D. Mitchell on one side of the field and Xavier Worthy on the other, now you're clearing out the safeties for, you know, Jadavian Sanders get matched up against a linebacker, which Sarkeesian will smell in a second and, and get the ball, you know, checked to him. So I, I agree with you. And I think the addition of A.D. Mitchell is enormous for J.T. Sanders because – they were able to crowd him and double Xavier Worthy, and that that was it. You know, I mean, there were some tough games there down the stretch, so they're not going to be able to do that this year. Chip Brown covers Texas football. You mentioned Quinn. We haven't talked about the quarterback six minutes in. That's a record. Let's go, Chip. Quinn Ewers <laughs> is your third betting favorite at thirteen to one to win a Heisman. It's a pretty big name sitting behind him, who's impressing in the spring in Arch. Let's talk about the two quarterbacks. I like yours. I like the arm strength. Where are you on him? Yeah, I think he, I loved his accountability last year. I mean, he, he apologized to the Texas fans after the spring game for his performance. You know, 58% completion rate, 15 TDs, six picks. And, you know, he's apologizing. And, and so I loved that he, you know, totally changed his body. He's, Went from 218 to 200. He's totally ripped. You know, cuts the mullet, shaves the face, and then steps up as a vocal leader, which is not a comfortable place for him. And the players are buying it. You know, you can tell when they're when they're really believing in a guy and when they're not. And um, they're buying this guy. So I think he's ready to take that second year Sarkeesian jump. Um, and he's got weapons. I mean. He could he could very easily be in New York as a Heisman finalist. 
I mean, look at Mac. Look at what Sarkeesian did with Mac Jones, Najee Harris. What do you have? Three Heisman finalists in 2020. So, you know, and Sarkeesian's been recruiting off of that. The players have all seen these first round guys from Alabama, and they're watching them every Sunday. So, you know, that's what Sarkeesian is is selling, and that's what Quinn Ewers has to to work with. Chip, we got about a minute. What prevents Texas from winning the league this year? Oh, you got to stay healthy. I mean, you absolutely have to stay healthy. But, um, no, I think it's if they can finish off teams in close games. The Sarkeesian doesn't have a great record in one-possession uh, games. And so he's, his, his M.O. is to – he's got great scripts. He typically gets off to a quick start. He usually has a nice lead at halftime. And then the history is – the, you know, the defense adjusts, and he doesn't adjust to their adjustments. Now, maybe he hasn't had enough weapons on offense, and he has told people close to him that he feels like he's got those weapons. So, um, I mean, they just have to win those close games. Chip Brown, great job, Chip. Go read him at Horns 24-7. He's a Texas uh, insider over there. You can hear him, 1027 ESPN in Austin, 11-1 Central, at Chip Brown 24-7 on Twitter. Thank you, Chip. Have a great season. Oh, can I, you know what? Can I, yeah. can I say something real quick? Of I course. Just left, I just left 1027. Um, you can catch me now at Texas Sports Unfiltered on their YouTube channel and on the app. Texas Sports Unfiltered. Go to YouTube and check out Chip. Great. Thank you, Chip. Appreciate you. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay, there he goes. And we're back. We're going to close some tabs in the top 10. The big guy's laughing. Don't laugh at me, big guy. It's your notes. <laughs> Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card... Right this way. It's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home financing provided by victory mortgage llc nmls 461249 equal housing lender if a new house is on your wish list in the next five years grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an ohio homebuyer plus account from kemba financial credit union a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn seven percent apy a five hundred dollar matching bonus and a fifteen hundred dollar mortgage closing cost credit learn more at kemba.org offer expires march 31st 2025 apy equals annual percentage yield restrictions apply nmls 292230 equal housing lender federally insured by ncua